What's up guys and welcome back to podcast.exe. I know it has been a really long time since we've talked last and I felt like this is a good as time as any to come back to the podcast. Um, if you've been wondering where I've been for the past couple of months, I've just been going through a lot of life changes trying to kind of balance uh, doing different forms of content creation. But with a couple of things that I've been going through mentally, I felt like this was the best time possible to bring back the podcast and talk about a topic that I've been asked to talk about a lot. Um, if you've ever stopped by my streams, you know that oftentimes in between playing games, we'll talk about real life stuff. We'll talk about relationships. We'll talk about mental health. We'll talk about, you know, working in this industry versus working in other industries and so on and so forth. Um, but a topic that comes up a lot, obviously, just because of the nature of the person that I am and also the nature of the industry that I'm in and the people that watch my streams, you know, we do talk about, I would say more often than not is... Uh, forms of depression and anxiety. Um, now, if you, like I said, if you do follow along with my social media, you would know that recently I came forward and said, hey guys, it's been a little bit of a struggle lately and I have decided to go back on antidepressants after being off them for a couple of years. It was one of those things where um, nothing was really going wrong in my life. Um, everything was going pretty peachy keen actually, but for some reason my brain had completely shut down I didn't really take joy in doing anything anymore. I didn't take joy in even creating content anymore. It was very, 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 um, you know, it was just, it was kind of scary because content creation is my job, it is how I pay my bills, it is what I uh, love doing. And in order to be a great content creator, you know, you can't be sitting there and being really mopey and in your head and uh, kind of wearing your heart on your sleeve. You have to be smiley and welcoming and entertaining. So I was like, oh, we, we need to do something about this before it gets out of hand. So I went to my doctor, I talked to him about it, and I was like, this is just how I'm feeling and you know luckily he took it seriously and he prescribed me with some antidepressants and I've been on them for like a week um for those of you who have any experience with antidepressants you know that it does take anywhere from two weeks to a month for it to actually kick in and unfortunately that I'm not even close to that time period so we'll see what happens but a question that I get a lot is why does it seem like a lot of content creators go through, you know, either nervous breakdowns or, you know, they take time off because of anxiety or depression or whatever the case may be? Because, you know, I've only, I've been a streamer for four years, but I've obviously worked, quote unquote, regular jobs um, for the past 10, 15 years of my life. Um, so if I had a bad day, like if I had, you know, if I was feeling sad or if I was feeling depressed, like I couldn't just call my boss and say, hey, I'm sad today, so I have to take a day off. So I'm kind of here to explain why that might lead to people taking time off, why it might lead to people seeming like they talk about it a lot, seeming like once once content creator, once one content creator talks about it, a lot of them seem to talk about it. So we're just gonna touch upon a couple of topics um, I kind of wrote some things down in my little notepad because I wanted to make sure I touched upon all the points that I meant to touch upon. And the first thing I wanted, wanted to touch upon, and I think this is pretty prevalent now because I've seen a lot of people tweeting about how they're just not feeling themselves lately. They're feeling out of sorts. They're feeling lethargic. They're feeling like they're not making the content that they want to make. Um, and I feel like that's because once we... 
for me, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I've said this before. You guys know this. If you know me, if I'm feeling sad, if I'm feeling mad, if I'm feeling whatever, I usually tweet about it. Um, and that is sort of kind of looked down upon in this industry because you're seen as vulnerable. You're seen as maybe to a degree, I know this sounds kind of silly to some, but unprofessional if, you know, you focus too much on the negative and, you know, that's unhealthy as a total side note to just focus on the negative. But it seems to a lot of people that if you do express your feelings about a lot of things a lot, um, or maybe considered to be oversharing your feelings, then people kind of look down upon you and they say like, oh, this person is not, you know, made out for content creation because look how he and her or her are reacting to something so simple. They're, they're breaking under pressure, you know, they're not gonna make it. So a lot of these people do what's called like, you know, and you hear about this in all sorts of industries, the fake it till you make it mentality where you put a smile on, even if you're feeling sad or even if you're not feeling yourself. Um, and you just say, oh, everything's great. Everything's awesome. Things are great. Every life is great. Stream is great. Relationships are great. Um, but deep down inside, it's the total opposite. And I'm just not that person. I've tried to be that person. I have really, really bit my tongue about a lot of topics that I wanted to bring up. Um, but at the end of the day, I am who I am. I don't know if it's because I grew up as one of those like emo teens who like were like, I'm just a kid and life is a diver. I don't know. Maybe that's why. But since then, you know, I've always been very expression, like I've expressed my emotions very, um, very often and I don't really hold a lot back. So when one of us comes forward and says, hey, I'm feeling pretty bummed out. That feel that makes all of us feel like, oh God, they said it and people seem pretty accepting of that. So now I feel like I can say how I've been feeling lately because this person said it. Um, it's kind of like one of those things when you have an opinion that you think might be unpopular and then someone who is very well loved and very uh, has like a higher platform than you says it and everyone's like, oh God, thank you. That's something that I wanted to say for so long and I just couldn't find the words to do it. Um, that's kind of why it seems like once one content creator says that they're not feeling themselves, all of us say it because we just kind of, not only do we want to make the other person feel better and say like, hey man, it's not just you, it's me too. And then, you know, we all kind of reply upon that. It's so we feel less ostracized if we do come out and say, hey, we're feeling sad or we're feeling bummed or we're feeling like we're not making the best creation or content that we can. Um, because at the end of the day, like if you start a business, say you want to start a coffee business, you know, and it's a little mom and pop shop, the coffee is your product. And if the coffee is great, um, even if you're not feeling great that day when you open up the shop, uh, if your product is great, then, you know, it doesn't matter. Like usually your business will do really well. But in content creation, technically, like we are the product. We are the product. We are the CEO. We are the treasurer. We are the secretary. We are everything. So if our product starts to fail for whatever reason, if maybe viewership goes down or sub count goes down or people have been coming in chat and saying that they don't enjoy the content or maybe there's been an influx of trolls, um, 
that makes us feel like we are failing as a person. Because at the end of the day, you can try and say whatever you want. You can try and say, oh, well, so-and-so does this. So that's why they get those opportunities. Or so-and-so, you know, um, has friends with all these people. So that's why they get those opportunities. But really, I deserve these opportunities. Every content creator has done it. You can seem like you haven't done it. You can seem like you haven't compared yourself to other people, but that's just part of the industry. You're always going to compare yourself to your competitors because that's just how business works. You know, like I said, if you're starting a, a, a shop in a community, you're going to like scout out your competitors and you're going to see, okay, this person offers that, this person offers that. How can I kind of build upon that? Not copy them, make my own original content, but you know, I see that people like what this person is providing and I kind of want to do the same. But if your brain is just not operating on all cylinders and you feel like you're falling into this like pit of despair, it is so hard to try and make people happy if you're not happy yourself. And it's very easy. It's easier than you would think, almost dangerously easy to get on stream and be happy and, you know, tell people how great life is. But in reality, you turn off that camera and you turn off that stream and you might sit there and cry. You might sit there and be like, I'm such a failure. Um, and it's tough. It's tough because a lot of people will come to me and say, oh man, your streams really helped me out through a tough time. I was going through, you know, layoffs or a breakup or whatever the case may be. And, you know, I came on your stream and you make me laugh. And I always tell people when you're streaming, you're every 30 seconds or every couple of seconds is a first impression that you're giving somebody. So someone might come in your stream when you're dropping like mad kills, you're good, you're doing great, you're laughing, you like everything's amazing and they can come in your stream and they can be like, oh my God, this person is on point. Like they're making great content. They're very entertaining. I'm going to follow them. And then if you're having a bad day or maybe you've been streaming for a while or maybe you're just having a bad game, someone could come into your stream and be like, oh, this person sucks. This person seems like they're in a bad mood. They're yelling at their chat or whatever the case may be. I don't want to follow this person. They don't seem like they know what they're doing. And so there's a constant almost pressure to always be on and always be entertaining. And sometimes with me, look, you guys know I'm not a pro player by any means. I've been playing video games for a long time. I do it for fun. But, you know, with the recent um, rise of the battle royale genre in video games, people do hold you accountable for being really good, sometimes more so than being really entertaining. Um, and I feel like if I'm having a day where I'm having bad games or I'm not playing to the best of my abilities, you know, I'll get really frustrated and that frustration will just kind of snowball and I'll catch myself being, you know, maybe not like super pleasant and I'll be like, oh no, you're just being a huge bee right now and you shouldn't be and everyone's going to hate you. And then, you know, that anxiety spirals. For those of you in chat who aren't streamers, um, for those of you who are listening, I'm so used to saying for those of you in chat, for those of you who are listening who are not streamers but do have anxiety problems, social anxiety, you know that feeling where if you feel like you're messing up, you're aware of it, but you feel like you can't stop yourself at that point and it just makes the anxiety worse because you're now you're like, oh my God, this, these people hate me. They're never going to come back. They're never going to be my friend. And it's just like a downward spiral of disaster. Um, but, you know, people who don't stream... They might look and they might be like, 
I don't understand. You sit down, you play video games for hours a day, and then you go on and live your life. You make your own schedule. You do what you need to do. You can do things whenever you want. You can take vacations whenever you want. You know, a lot of people who would, even people who enjoy watching streamers, you know, some people hate streamers. They think that streamers ruin content creation and they ruin the video game industry and they are just a bunch of whiny babies, which I'm not going to uh, argue that. Some of us are definitely whiny babies. But, you know, the average person might say, you play video games for a living, what, what do you possibly have to complain about? Like, what could possibly be so bad in your life that you are this depressed. And a couple of points that. One, for those of you who might be going through depression, you know that that's not how it works. You could have millions of dollars, the fanciest car, the biggest house, you know, everything that you might ever want and still be sad. It's just a chemical imbalance in your brain. It's not gonna help anything. Um, but with the added pressure of like, like I said, you being the product of your business and being the sole reason for success or failure, that obviously adds a lot of pressure. And then, you know, some things that most people know about streaming, but some people might not, is that you are an independent contractor. So you don't get sick pay, you don't get vacation pay. Um, if you do decide to take off for whatever reason, whether it be vacation or if you just need a couple of days to yourself, um, you probably will end up losing money because you know, content creation and the internet is a 24 seven business. There's no holidays, there's no nothing. So if you're not constantly making content in some form, you can easily be forgotten about. Um, I always use this as an example. I went to Guardian Con two years ago and I lost about, I would say like 400 subs, 400 to 500 subs this is when I was on Twitch in a five day period. And it took me about six months to get that back. Just because, you know, with, with Twitch or anything with a sub count, uh, your subs are gonna go down every day. That's inevitable. Like you're you're never gonna wake up the next day and your sub count's gonna be exactly how you left it. Very rarely does that happen. It's usually gonna go down by one or two, depending on what happened. Thirty days, <clears throat> thirty days prior to that day is depending on how low your sub count is when you wake up. So you could wake up one day and you could be down five hundred subs, and that's a big chunk of your revenue. Uh, which kind of brings me to the next point is. You know, people message me all the time. Now that streaming is way, way more in the spotlight than it used to be. Four years ago when I started streaming, I was like, yeah, I'm a streamer on Twitch. And people were like, um, I don't know what that is. Are you wearing no clothes? And I was like, no, I'm wearing clothes. So uh, get that out of your head. But nowadays when you're like, oh yeah, I stream on Twitch or Mixer or Facebook, people are like, oh yeah, like the ninja guy. I totally get it. Um, so now that that's, you know, people aren't going to see the average streamer who's like working a full-time job and streaming and, you know, making what they can make is kind of like a hobby. Um, people are seeing Ninja and they're seeing Shroud and they're seeing Tim the Tatman and they're, and they're seeing Dr. Lupo and they're seeing the top earners of streaming. And obviously they're going to be like, what? They're flying in private jets. They're buying Teslas. They're doing all this crazy stuff. I could do this. I've been playing video games my whole life um, without obviously knowing what goes into it. But I've had so many people message me and they're like, how much do you make a year? Can I quit my job if I start streaming? Can I do this? Can I do that? Do you think I could pay all my bills if I start streaming? Which is already a very dangerous road to get down. If you are getting into streaming with the sole 
idea of making tons of money, then you're already off to a bad start and you're probably going to be very disappointed when you find out how tough it really is to even learn, to even earn like somewhat of a livable wage. But the thing about streaming is it's so volatile. So like one day, one month you could make, say, I don't know, $3,000 in a month. And then the next month you can make $2,000. And the next month you can make $5,000. So you really have to be smart with your money because you never know what the next month's gonna bring. And unfortunately, some of it is out of your control. Like obviously you can make the best content creation you can make, you can make it often, you can make it consistently, you can be really interactive and offer all of these great perks. But at the end of the day, you know, if people, you know, some people just don't have the money to sub or, you know, they moved on or they're not on that platform anymore, whatever reason, things that you can't really control, they might no longer view your content, which leads to a loss of revenue, which is something that you necessarily can't always predict. So it's one of those things that you're always constantly worrying about. Obviously, if you're on the highest tier of streamers, this is not something that you're always worrying about. But if you're just an average streamer, you know, you're going to be like, I have to make sure I'm making a ton of content because I need to make sure that my revenue stays somewhat consistent. Because um, if you, like I said, if you take off for one day, you're going to lose money. So you have to really, really prepare before you take off for a decent amount of time. And you know, that balance, there, it's, a, it's a constant battle. It's like, well, I'm really burnt out, but if I take time off, I'm going to lose revenue and then I'm going to be more stressed out. And it's just a constant, like endless cycle. Um, so that's that topic, kind of like that brings the financial part into it. And then there's the personal part. So I, as I said before, can admit that I'm a little bit of a softie, probably too much of a softie in this industry. And I take things very personally sometimes, and I definitely shouldn't because mo more often than not, it's strictly business and it's not personal. But in this industry, you kind of see a lot of like high school mentality. I've talked about this on a previous podcast, so I'm not going to go too much into it. But you see a very big high school mentality. You see a lot of people who are putting on an act, who are putting on um, like a fake personality to impress people. And that's just, you're going to see that almost in any industry because if you want to get to the top, most people have never gotten to the top by being genuine. So, you know, they kind of alter themselves in whatever way they think their audience wants them to alter themselves to get more popular. But obviously content creation has become an extremely competitive industry. And with doing that, you kind of are always questioning if people are really your friend or if people are just your friend because they can get something out of you or if, um, you know, if you're going to make a decision that's going to cut off a bunch of your friendships. It's very hard because when I first started streaming, um, I didn't have a lot of friends in this industry. I didn't really know a lot about it. And I made these great friends under the Destiny community that I considered my family. I still consider most of them my family. And unfortunately, as the Destiny community kind of dissipated, so did some of those friendships. And it's one of those things where if all your friends are on separate parts of the country and sometimes even separate parts of the world, like how are you supposed to make friendships work if you, if you only see each other like once or twice a year? It's really tough. And then added on top of that, the competition of streaming and, you know, everyone's worried about what they got to do and like make sure they can take care of themselves. And they really don't have time to like sit down and like be, you know, a close friend. 
And, you know, I've seen that happen with myself. I've tried to be there for someone. I've definitely failed at, at points. And, but when I transitioned from Facebook or to Facebook, from Twitch rather, I definitely saw a lot less people reach out to me to play games and reach out to me to, you know, even just like hang out or like talk or whatever. It was just people were encouraging me to switch. Like when I, you know, when I did actually switch over, I, I obviously asked a lot of my friends opinions about it and everyone was like, oh yeah, you should absolutely go for it. You're going to do great. Like you're going to kind of pave the way for people who might be afraid to do what you're doing. And you know, after I switched over, there was just like, I don't know, it was weird. And like I said, I can't take it too personally because I understand that people have to worry about their own lives and uh, I'm definitely not the center of the universe, but it was tough because, you know, you then question everything. You're like, well, were these people just friends with me because I could host them afterwards or I could raid them afterwards and now I can't do that so I'm not useful to them anymore? Or is it just like, you know, time goes on and people get separated. But that just leads me into the topic of like, as a content creator, you're always questioning like if something's real and genuine or if it's just there because people want something out of you. And for me, like I've been trying to reach out to people to kind of play video games with, uh, play Fortnite with, play Apex with. And it's tough because sometimes if people don't answer me, or if they seem like they're quote unquote ghosting me, I take it really hard and I shouldn't because you know, it's, it's, not, it's not the end of the world if, if people decide that they don't wanna be your friend anymore. But I don't know if any of you listening have ever gone through this, but when I was younger, and I've talked about this before, I didn't really have a ton of friends. Um, I went through like a shitty time in high school and you know, a lot of people for whatever reason, decided that they wanted to make my life a living hell. So they would ostracize me from doing anything that normally high school girls would do, like go to Sweet 16s and go to parties and so on and so forth. I was kind of banned from all of that. So I made friends with people outside of my high school who ended up being my friend for years to come. Um, but I think because of that, because of like the constant feeling of being left out, that has transitioned with uh, with me into my adulthood where now if I'm left out of something it affects me in such a crazy way that I know is illogical but because it's like deep-rooted inside of me I can't help but feel like it's my fault that I'm being ostracized and if you're going through that in your own life I promise you it's probably not your fault unless you're a horrible person <laughs> Unless you're just being really rude and mean and off-putting, but if you're just trying to, you know, be genuine and, and make friendships or keep your friendships healthy and it's just not working out, then if you've done everything that you can do and you know that you've done everything that you can do, then don't take it too personally. Um, but I hope that if you are listening to this and you are going through this, and even if you're not a streamer, even if you're just doing whatever you do, working the job that you work, living the life that you live, but you're feeling depressed and you're feeling down and you're feeling like the whole world's caving in on you. Just know that it's not your fault. You can ask for help. You know, in my family, we're very traditional. So like talking about your feelings and talking about your problems and saying things like I'm depressed, you know, it's not 
it's not looked down upon per se, but it's definitely not taken seriously because it's one of those things where it's like, ah, you probably just need to drink more water. You probably just need to go for a walk or something. And for me, it's been, you know, this whole depression thing has been deep rooted in me since I was like a teenager. Um, and I do apologize if you hear my dogs barking. I've tried to get them to be quiet. Many, many recording attempts, but this was the best that I could do. Um, but like I was saying, if you're going through this and you feel like your family might not be listening, you know, it's not um, shameful to go to therapy. I've gone to therapy. It's nice to talk to an unbiased source because sometimes when you talk to your parents or you talk to your friends, they know you so well and they just want to kind of tell you what they feel like you want to hear. But a therapist is going to be more real with you, I think. And, and for people who are looking for that, definitely a good option. Um, and if you feel like you need more than that, then go to a doctor. You know, I had to do it. I had to swallow my pride. It wasn't easy, but I had to do it for myself. I had to do it for the health of my relationship, the health of my career. And I just had to be like, something's not right. I've been trying to fix it. And it's not, it's not being able to be fixed by just me. So I need outside help. So I reached out. Now my medication, we'll see if it works. You know, a lot of people, and I've said this on my Instagram stories and stuff, people will have different opinions about medication. Some people will be like, no, medication is bad. And some people will be like, medication is great. And some people will be like, have you tried this, that, and the other thing? Everybody's different. Everybody's body and mind is gonna react differently to different things. Um, as an example, I was on Zoloft and Zoloft made me feel like a zombie. I was just, I didn't, not that, not only did I not feel sad, I literally didn't feel anything. I didn't feel happiness. I didn't feel anger. I didn't feel a single emotion. I just sat there like glass eyed zombie. Um, and now I'm on Prozac, which some people say is like the basic bitch of antidepressants. And we'll see how it goes. You know, like I said, all we could do is wait. And if you are going through a similar thing, obviously like the top thing that you want is instant satisfaction. You just want to be like, boom, my problems are solved. Everything's great. And I'm happy again. And it's not going to be that way. But it is important that you take time for yourself, whether your hobbies be outdoor activities or reading or writing or exercise or whatever the case may be, which by the way, I do recommend exercise. I am not a athletic person by any means. I have terrible asthma. So like three seconds of running and I'm panting like a fish out of water. But if you do even go outside, like take your dog for a walk if you have one, or even just go for your walk yourself, um, even for like 25 to 30 minutes, it actually helps immensely. I've had really horrible days where I just felt like being a hermit inside my house all day. And then I would just take a walk around the block with my dog and felt a million times better. So it's definitely worth it. Or even go back to the simple things. Get a spa day, take a hot bubble bath. You know, do things that you think will spoiler yourself, go shopping, don't go too crazy. I'm one of those people who are like, hmm, I'm feeling sad today. Time to go to Sephora and empty my wallet because that will put the band-aid on, on my anxiety somewhere. But I hope this kind of opened your minds a little bit to why content creators might go through this. And like I said, we're not special. We play video games for a living. We're not out there curing diseases. We're not out there like saving lives or, you know, saving kittens from burning buildings or anything like that. But we are our product. We are the reason for our success and for our failure. So obviously that could be a lot of pressure to anyone. And obviously on top of that, we do work on the internet. 
the internet is not the nicest place in the world, whether you're a guy or you're a girl. It's just not a nice place. People are going to say things that are mean every day. And a lot of people will say, oh, ignore the haters, ignore the haters. But you know what? It's really difficult. If I strapped you to a chair and I just yelled obscenities at you for like four hours straight, at the end of the day, you'd probably be like, damn, that was really hard to ignore. <laughs> and it's one of those things where, you know, when someone says something mean to me, I try to make it into a funny thing. And unfortunately, it's hard to like, convey that emotion across the internet. So some people think that when I post these things, I'm like actually seriously upset by it. And if you are listening to this and you've ever seen me post something like that, just know that I do it out of humor. I think it's funny and um, I never take that stuff seriously. Even if people say something that's like really terrible, the odds are is that person's going through a really crappy time in their life. And I read an article recently actually that I wanna mention real quick where a guy who was formerly that person, the person who would be a keyboard warrior and who would say horrible things to people online, he was explaining how he was going through such a horrible time in his life and he didn't want to take it out on his mom. His mom was going through a, layo uh, a layoff on her job. She was, work she was trying to find other jobs. They were really struggling to pay the bills. You know, his dad wasn't around. He was trying to take care of his little siblings. And he didn't want to take out his crappy days on them. So he was like, I'm going to take it out on people who I have no idea who they are. Um, you know, because they can't really do anything about it. And I'm probably never going to see these people. So whatever I say or do, they're never really going to know. It's fine. So that kind of changed my mentality about it. I mean, obviously, if someone comes in my chat and says, oh, I wish you would kill yourself or I wish you would die, that's a whole nother you know, entity. But if someone just coming in chat and being a troll and being like, you suck, you're trash, like, you're a stupid girl, like, make a sandwich, whatever the case may be, I try to, like, joke around with them because obviously, one, that's usually not the reaction they're expecting. And two, maybe it'll kind of make them feel better a little bit that I'm trying to make them laugh or make myself laugh or make the chat laugh. I've had people come in my chat who have been really terrible to me and because I joked around with them instead of like immediately banning them or, you know, making fun of them in front of everybody, they've turned into like lifetime supporters of my channel because of that. So you just never know. Obviously, in the moment, if you're watching my stream, you see me handle a troll one way or the other. It could just be because I'm feeling a certain way at that time. Most of the time, I try to be really like offhand about it and like make it into a joke. But if, if I ever do unleash upon you, it happens. I'm a human. Maybe I'm just trying to make an example out of you. Who knows? Um, but either way, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'm still kind of new to the whole podcast thing. So I hope that you enjoyed it. If you do have any suggestions about future podcasts, let me know. You uh, can follow me on Facebook at fb.gg slash geekchicktv. You can follow me on Twitter at geekchicktv. You can follow me on Instagram at geekchicktv. Or if you have any ideas that you want to email me, you can email me at geektvbusiness at gmail.com. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this. The next topic that I was thinking of doing, because a lot of people have asked me, is how, how to do, how to be in a relationship uh, while being a successful content creator. So if you do want to hear something about that, let me know. I could definitely talk from experience. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a lovely rest of your day.